Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page. It's a daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Figure by Patrick Rothfuss, and then we talk about it. This is page 535. Other. He looked back and forth between Tempe and me. We're playing a dangerous game here. Then Martin showed us how to cover our tracks. It quickly became clear that a poorly concealed sign was often more obvious than one simply left alone. So, over the next two hours, we learned how to hide our markers and spot mistakes that others had tried to hide. Only then, as afternoon was turning to evening, did Tempe and I begin searching this swath of forest bigger than most baronies. We walked close together, zigzagging back and forth, looking for any sign of the bandit's trail. I thought about the long days stretching out ahead of us. I'd thought searching the archives had been tedious. But looking for a broken twig in this much forest made hunting for the gram seem like going to the baker for a bun. In the archives, I had the chance to make accidental discoveries. In the archives, I'd had my friends, conversation, jokes, affection. Looking sideways at Tempe, I realized I could count the words he had said today, 24, and the number of times he had met my eye, 3. How long would this take? 10 days? 20? Merciful Telu, could I spend a month out here without going mad? With thoughts like this, when I saw some bark chipped off a tree and a tuft of grass bent the wrong way, I was flooded with relief. Not wanting to get my hopes up, I motioned to Tempe. Do you see anything here? He nodded, fidgeting with the collar of his shirt, then pointed to the grass I'd spotted. Then he pointed to a scuffed bit of exposed root I hadn't noticed. Almost lightheaded with excitement, I pulled out the oak twig and signaled Martin. I twitched it very gently, not wanting to send him into another panic. It was only two minutes before Martin came out of the trees, but in that time I had already formed three plans as to how to track and kill the bandits, composed five apologetic soliloquies to Denna, and decided that when I got back to Severin I would donate money to the Tellen Church as thanks for this tangible miracle. I expected Martin to be irritated that we called him back so soon, but his expression was purely matter-of-fact as he came to stand next to us. I pointed out the grass, the bark, and the root. Tempe spotted the last, I said, giving credit where credit is due. Good, he said seriously. Good job, there's also a bent branch over there. He turned a few paces off to the right. I turned to face the direction the trail seemed to indicate. Odds are there. Ending the page. What are the odds? Never tell me the odds. Odds and ends. Oddments. The odds that I'm Jordana are very high. He got scooped. I'm I'm Jeremy. <laughs> and I'm Nick. So he's a great teacher. I'm really warming up to Martin. Not that I ever, not that we ever thought that he was not a good guy. Uh, but this is also great teaching. Like I'm, I, I, I mean, I guess we haven't discovered it yet, but I don't think it's a huge spoiler. And clever readers will have figured out by now that Martin left these signs as a bit of a test. Uh, mm. After you do all of the readings, you get a quiz. And this is their quiz. Yeah, this is the exam period. A practical assignment, a, a formative evaluation. <laughs> A critique, a practicum. That's more on tomorrow's page than it is on today's. But I think that Quoth does a good job on this page emphasizing just what a mind-numbing slog this is. Can you imagine having to search miles and miles of forest, like literally inch by inch, looking for, as we have just learned in painstaking detail, the tiniest, faintest, most subtle signs that someone has been by? Yeah, and he's also doing it with an incredibly quiet person, and he is probably an extrovert. Yeah, but you can't chat either because you don't want to give away your position. Yeah. Because yeah. you're also potentially being hunted, right? 
Or, you know, you don't want to give away your position and then get hunted. Yeah, exactly. This reminds me a bit of, like, stories and anecdotes and descriptions you hear of, like, you know, people who are in... People who were like snipers in World War Two, who like if you are in a if you are a sniper and there's another sniper out there somewhere, anything you might do to give away your position will like pretty much get you killed instantly. So if you're a sniper hunting another sniper, you have to like lie motionless in the woods for hours, days at a time. Like you know you can't move, you can't talk, you can't like get up and pee. You just have to stay there because anything you do will probably give you away and get you killed. Same thing with like wildlife photographers who like go into the deepest jungles of, you know, Borneo or whatever to like catch a picture of the mysterious whooping hummingbird. And they have to like set up a hide and sit around for six months doing nothing on the faint chance that they will see like some rare bird and like get their perfect shot. That's the kind of discipline and like commitment that I simply do not have. I would not I would not be able to hack it in either of those jobs. And this to me seems to require kind of a similar level of like dedication and focus to a task that is mostly tedium. You'd think that Quoth would uh equate this a little bit with the with the naming state, right? Or with the Alar. Because it's this is a mental task. This is something that's about, like you say, focus. I wonder if it is meant to have parallels with the spinning leaf mindset that he comes up with later on. If this is something that is like a state of meditation, a state of flow. Maybe we're looking too deeply into it. It seems to me that you would you would definitely need to fall into sort of a Zen attitude when doing this. And it's worth noting that uh, you know, not to spoil anything, but on the next page, Martin is like. The reason I had you do this is to make sure that you could do a tedious task and pay attention, you know, and not just zone out. And they prove that they can. Yes. He's like, I would zone out and like start daydreaming or like, you know, get a song stuck in my head and like miss somebody's footprint in the mud. Reasons that none of us are trackers. <laughs> That's right. But man tracker, if you're out there, the offer still stands. I have no further things. Oh, I was just gonna ask, like, what was Man Tracker's name? Does it? Do you remember? I mean, we have all of the accumulated human knowledge of history at our fingertips. Yeah, but I feel like it was something like, like monosyllabic, only a couple of letters, like Ted or Bob or Reg. Was it Reg? It was Terry Grant. No, I'm pretty okay. sure it was Reg. I mean, the internet says it's Terry Grant. Yeah, but yeah, but he was a sort of a reg figure, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he he was reg like sure. in many oh, ways. Oh no. no, 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 no! I just realized what you're doing. You guys suck. I like you. I'm quitting this podcast. That is sealed. We have completed oh. our time. Oh. And now the stars are right. What is it that I even owe you after Reg has appeared in three episodes after a certain amount of time? Like, what is it that I owe you? Is it a t-shirt? Did you want a t-shirt? What is this? What is Everything. <laughs> Everything. What is the t-shirt supposed to say? <laughs> like just Reg on a shirt? <laughs> like, what is it supposed to say? I don't Listeners, even remember. Write in and tell us what we've won by driving Jordana to the brink of madness. The brink of Regness, if you will, on tomorrow's page. <laughs> um, the win. win. <laughs>